0: insurance town I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast guys if you're an independent agent who's struggling to get contracts and appointments with carriers or maybe you're just struggling to balance multiple carry relationships because of high production requirements and volume requirements smart choice is the way to go for you They truly are a network network built to help you gain access to the markets that you need, whether it's one market or 10 markets. So they don't want to take a cut um, from your business. They don't want to own your business. They just work on a commission split. And that's only on the business that you write through carriers you access through them. They have got over 9,000 agencies nationwide. It's no wonder that they are the fastest growing in the country. I love working with them. They're a fun sponsor for me to have. Um, they have no lengthy contracts. Uh, they share in their bonuses and contingencies. They're so cool. Smartchoiceagents.com. Also, I, uh, I can't go without talking to you about my good friends over at CoverDesk. I got to spend some time with them recently at some conferences I was at, uh, IAOA being one of them. And, uh, I got to see them in action. Um, and I, you know, as As I've grown in my business, uh, I've gotten to work with some of their virtual assistants, personally myself, and they really are uh, hands down and one of the best in the business, if not the best in the business when it comes to virtual assistants, especially for our industry, because they're trained in our industry. They know our industry. They help you to focus on your clients. Um, They're fully dedicated to you, so you have your own exclusive to your agency. Go to CoverDesk.com. Uh, get you a demo, check it out, tell them the mayor sent you, get a discount, the whole nine yards. Such a cool company. Uh, and then you know, quickly and lastly, I cannot go without talking about uh my very first sponsor, my longest running sponsor in Canopy Connect, your one click solution to getting those deck pages. You need to pro- quote your prospects and uh also to help your referral partners for that matter, because uh you click one link. Um that you send out to your referral partners or to your prospects and all those deck pages get uploaded to you uh, so that you can quote those. And now they integrate with so many agency management systems and uh, they've got the Zapier integration. They got so many different things that they're doing to make your agency uh, that much cooler, that much slicker, that much easier to work with. Uh, go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Again, schedule demo. demo, get your discount. Watch the video I put up there. I'd <laughs> be interested to see what you think about that. Now, today's episode is so special to me because, um, you know, we just got in some really cool conversations. Stacy King, uh, you know her from Agency Nation. She has Stacey King and company, uh, her own marketing and branding company. But we just get real on this conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. Um, you know, we start off, you know, we talk about social media. We talk about some marketing and branding but then, you know, stay, you know, through midway through the half, the back half. It's such an inspirational story. And she gets real vulnerable with us. And I even, you know, may shed a tear or two in this conversation. I want you to hear this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Stacy King. Stacey King, what's happening, girl?
1: Oh, not much. I'm kind of nervous. Right. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm usually not on this side of the camera,
0: right? (laughs) It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so much fun.
1: You say that I'm the wizard. I'm like, you know, in the wizard of Oz where you got the guy behind the curtain and I just kind of, I'm the, I'm the guy behind the curtain. (laughs)
0: Hey, well now you get to be on the other side of that and I get to be the wizard doing the thing. Yes. that will be fun. No, I, um I really do. I'm excited about this conversation. I've been thinking about it uh, all week. So I'm pumped. So, before we get into a whole lot of other things, I want my audience to know a little bit about you. So, let's take a walk down memory lane.
1: Great. I, um, I'm a Georgia girl. So, okay. I've grown up in Georgia, I've been here my entire life. So, you know, definitely Southern. Um, my parents were from little town in Monroe, Georgia, and Good Hope, Georgia. But I actually grew up. They left the small town and went to more, you know, towards Atlanta. Um, and I was born in Stone Mountain, Georgia. And so I lived in Stone Mountain, right outside the park, literally right outside the West Gate of Stone Mountain. If you've ever been to Stone Mountain Park but um, it's pretty big, huge piece of granite and everyone knows about it in the South. And uh, so that was kind of my backyard and I loved growing up in that town. I have many friends, I've been very fortunate that I stay in really close contact with most everybody that I went to, you know, even elementary school with. And we didn't have middle school back in the day but elementary school and high school. And then I went to University of Georgia in college And I was in a sorority there and very involved. And um, actually, it's crazy. 31 years ago tonight, I went out on a date with a group of, well, actually, it was a group of people that went to Chili's for dinner. And (laughs) there was a cute boy there. And lo and behold, that was the last time I went out with anyone else, 31 years ago.
0: Wow. Happy anniversary, I guess, on that occasion. That's really cool. Yeah, so we've been married
1: now almost 30 years, coming up on 30 years, but we've been together for 31.
0: Stacey King, we know you from Agency Nation, but you've been in the industry a long time. And in fact, you don't really work for Trusted Choice or Agency Nation, which is fascinating. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Where were you prior to that? And tell me about your marketing background.
1: Yeah. So I actually um, graduated University of Georgia with a communications degree. So, um, you know, I've tried different areas and and you know I think at one time I was an English major and you know how you change your major several times but I took a lot of marketing classes as my undergraduate and um and I just fell in love with that as well as just learning how to communicate with people because at the end of the day that's every part of business is being able to communicate well with people and I'm definitely a talker as you can tell and so um you know I just i I did well at giving speeches, and I did well at um, public speaking, and so that was kind of my focus in college. And it served me well. When I graduated, I immediately um, had some job offers, went to work, and actually, you'll laugh what I used to do. I sold two-way radios, like old-timey, trucker, You're... two-way radios Wow, is my first job.
0: That's cool, actually. I kind of like that.
1: Yeah, but then I got really interested in the marketing side of the house. And so I started kind of, you know, sharing different ways that you could market that business to the clientele. And then um, lo and behold, a couple of years later, um, I decided to just go out on my own and I started my own company. So officially, my company has changed names a couple of times, but I started it back, you know, right after college. And uh, I created a little print publication that I would have um, ads in and I would sell the ads to all the different businesses. And then I would design the ads and it was kind of like a coupon mailer, if you knew what that was. And I did it in two or three different um, counties. And I supported myself for gosh, four or five years that way until I uh, got pregnant and ended up having some complications during my pregnancy, so I had to sell my business. And then, you know, I enjoyed being a mom for the first couple of years and worked in advertising and marketing and then expanded out from that. Um, Started taking on clients and helping people with, you know, everything from direct mail marketing to email marketing to communications and newsletters. and, And then of course, as social came along. I even went to work for a couple of radio stations and worked on their online presence and did interviews and did um podcasts but it was real radio right. <laughs> it was fun uh at that time and it was something new and, and i've been on linkedin since it started um i even a couple of years i did recruiting uh i did marketing for a staffing company and the company kept bought out a couple of times so the company name changed but that was fun because i got to see marketing and recruiting you know from that, a different side of the business you know trying to help right employers find people who can um, fill their positions so so
0: your um your company now basically yeah. king and company yep and you are uh for hire so to speak for projects you know for marketing right
1: yeah as i can be um i've been very blessed in my career in that um I guess I, I never even answered your original question of how I got into the insurance industry. I'll go there real quick.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, it's your I, world, I, girl.
1: Yeah, you're, you're just, fine. I started um, at IIIG, which was independent insurance agents of yeah, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, yeah, yeah. So a friend of my close family member, I should say, um, was working there and he was doing uh, the membership coordinator position for the state of Georgia. And they were in need for somebody to come in and help with marketing and to um, oversee their education department. And so that's where I started was was I was recruited to come in and basically get people in seats for classes. And I learned everything that I need to know about getting CE license approval for classes, hiring, you know, people to teach the classes, then getting people in the seats to come to the classes. Right. And we, um, we launched, you know, ABIN back then, which was the online instructional courses. And so I've, I really have been on kind of all sides of the association world. And uh, I ended, I stayed there for five years. I ended when I was managing at that time, not only um, the kind of industry relations, Type of role, but I was also doing the young agents program. So, kind of overseeing all of our young agents and all their activities throughout the year and our partners program, which was our carrier relationships and insure tech relationships, all those kinds of things. But of course, that was relatively new back then. And then um, I also uh, decided at that time that I would kind of see what else was out there. And I got an offer to go to work for a brokerage. So, I've been on that side of the house where I worked with an MGA broker that was a regional broker and kind of rebranded the the company and helped with their website and did a marketing automation project and all that kind of stuff. So that's the kind of sweet spot, I guess, that I do with my company is that I love to see where the need is and kind of find out what processes are working and what aren't. And if nothing else, I have a lot of resources because I know a lot of people in the industry having been in it for 11 years And I'm able to kind of pull in the different pieces and put that together, hence why I called it Stacey Can Company, because it's not all about me. It's about my resources and my connections and the projects overall. And I I love managing the projects. I do, you know, portions of it, of course. For a lot of clients, I'll, you know, manage their social media or I'll manage their email marketing or I'll manage their communications, whatever it might be. But um. I know where my limitations are and I'm fortunate that I have some really great people that I've worked with for years and years and kind of vetted that relationship and can call on those people when I need help.
0: So you had mentioned LinkedIn a minute ago and I want to come back a minute because uh, I was stalking your social media uh, on your (laughs) LinkedIn page for a minute just uh, before we got on here, just to make sure I got the name of the company, right? Stacy King and company. Um, But I did notice when I was reading your bio, you say, I think it's cool the way you say it, I want to get into it a minute, social media champion and then cheerleader for digital communication. So um, is that something that you do at Stacy King and Company for all of your clients is that just for yeah. Trusted Choice or just... no?
1: And and it's you know I've I've just now over the last um, so so the Trusted Choice and TrustedChoice.com relationship I've known um, Chip Basiaco for gosh a long time since I started in the industry. Yeah. Um, well, I guess since he started in the industry, and um and. You know we just became fast friends and so um of course you know ryan and sydney and everybody joey that had been involved with agency nation did a fabulous job and they're wonderful people but when they left there was a void and so um at that time chip was kind of looking at from trustedchoice.com's perspective they were the parent company of agency nation he was looking at maybe kind of flipping the switch and saying that instead of everyone seeing, you know, three people up on the screen as the show and then kind of teaching courses and trying to tell everybody what they needed to learn, they would kind of flip the, the camera and, and make everyone else kind of the show. And so he said, I would love for you to take charge of that project. And that's what I did. And so two and a half years ago, I took over Agency Nation and we, my myself and our um, webmaster at the time, Jen Hawk rebranded the site and kind of uh, put it out there again, changed it up, made it so that we were then highlighting all the really cool people in the industry that are doing great things like yourself. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. We want people to know that it's not just us telling you that you need to do it and that we can't just teach you to do it all the time. We need you to learn how to do it and to practice. And that's how you get better is by putting yourself out there. You're the prime example. When you first started, you probably weren't very good at it. But the more that you do it and the more that you practice, you learn.
0: Yeah. So what does it mean to you as uh, Stacey King to be a, you know, social media champion? I mean, social media is no no longer new anymore. You know, 11 years ago when you were starting, it was still new. Yeah. Um, you know, in the industry. I mean, I was so,
1: pulling at people, come on, come with me, get on. Yeah. And, and believe me, even today, there's there's a lot of agency principals that, you know, roll their eyes at the talk of no, social you're, you're media.
0: No, you're right. You're 100% correct. So tell me um, how that, you know, sorry, what that looks like for you now, why, you know, why you love social media. And is that, you know, obviously it's evolved over the yes. years and how yes. you evolve with that. Let's talk to some agents right now that may be listening.
1: I think, you know, it's all about personal branding. I mean, everybody knows, you know, one person may be associated with an agency and whether they're a second or third generation agent and they've got their family name behind it and, you know, everybody just knows who that person is. That's easy. But when you're just an independent producer and you're working at someone else's company and it's their brand, it's still okay for you to be you. And for you to kind of put yourself out there and to say, yes, I'm associated with this agency and I have faith in them and I've put my you know, blood, sweat and tears into what they believe in. But I'm also an individual and I have my own interests and I have my own connections and my own network of people. And that's a wonderful thing. And that's what I say about championing, championing social media is that I want people to be able to be comfortable putting themselves out there. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Sometimes things aren't always perfect, but yeah. that's the that's the great part because then you kind of see the grit that went into it and the stuff that's behind it and that they really are trying to better themselves.
0: Yeah, I've noticed, you know, there's a lot of agencies out there we talked about uh, on both sides of this fence, but I've seen some agencies that frown upon their... Uh, staff having their own, you know, spin, their own branding, their own thing. And I'm totally against that, obviously. I think that it's used to, you know, whether you own the agency, agency manager, whatever, I think you should encourage your staff to have their own own brand, their own following, their own thing to sell. Uh, And a lot of people don't. They want you to stand behind their brand, uh, you know, the agency brand or, you know, the company brand. (laughs) And <laughs>
1: I, I love, yeah. Well, I agree with you. Um, now, you know, we all know that there's a, you know, and that there's, you know, risk well, sure. management side of it. And we, as as insurance agents, that's the challenge is that we're, we're, you know, you've got all these agents and these agency principals that are thinking from the risk management side of the house yep. and that brain. But what they need to understand is, is that there are ways that you can um, not rein them in, but there's ways that you can really kind of support your people and help to facilitate what you want from them, but also to give them freedom. Give them freedom of expression. Give them freedom of y- their unique personalities. Because you know, when when I'm going to look to buy something, I don't go look for a brand or a building, or a name of an agency, I go for a person that I feel connected to, and that I feel like they're gonna take care of me. And why do I think that? Because of the things that I've seen them put out there before. Yeah. You know, I used to teach a class back years ago, and it's it was a simple little project that I decided to do, but it was very effective. And I always had people leave the, the class that was, um, you know, saying, I get it now. And that was, I would put up a website right at the beginning of the class and I would put it up on a big screen and I would tell everybody, stare at this beautiful website. Do you see the colors? Do you see the brand name and the logo and all that's great. You see all the pictures of the people. Here's what they do. Here's all the lines of business. And I would point out every single little thing, right? Yeah. Leave it up there for like 10 minutes, cut it off. And then I had cards, just simple little postcards. And I would write messages of like i was at my son's baseball game today they got a they got a home run and uh, you know i just go through i i won an award at the kiwanis club today because i did xyz and i would just write all of these little personal messages that someone would typically put as their social media post right there'd be yeah. a picture and they would be hey i got this award as small business owner of the year Or i got this award as you know the best dad on the team whatever it might be and i handed these cards to people all around the room and i said when i point to you i want you to stand up and say what you have on your card and there was like 30 of them yeah so i would sit there and everybody would watch and i would point to every single person have them stand up and say that little thing and then i would ask the the Simplest question Tell me about the website. What do you remember? Crickets. Nobody could remember anything. They would be like, Well, I think they sell insurance and I think they do, you know, personal lines that I think they said that they might, you know, get into commercial business. They couldn't recite what it was, they couldn't even say anything that kind of resonated with them. But then I said, Tell me all the others things that you learned. Well, I learned that so-and-so, you know, over there, he, ba- he coaches his kids baseball. So we have that in common, right? Then yeah. I learned that this person was in Qantas Club. So it was a simple little experiment, but it really showed the power of messaging. And these are yeah. people that are spending hours, whether they admit it or not, they're online, they're reading, they're seeing pictures, they're watching videos, they're listening to podcasts. They are. And so 400%. why not help them be the best versions of themselves that they can be?
0: Yeah, I yeah, I could, I could, couldn't could agree more. And one of the things, you know, I think about that, and I, I, our friend and people that listen to the show know he's a friend of mine, Bradley Flowers, yep. has his own, his blog for his agency.
1: Yes. And you
0: kind of get to see, as you talked about the uh, Oz earlier, you kind of get to see behind the curtain of what he does in his agency. Yes, he holds-
1: He does not hold back. And I love that about
0: him. I do too. And you can see the little pranks they play in the office and the the silly things they do and how they do things. Their whiteboarding sessions and what they do. He holds nothing back. He opens up that curtain to see. And those are people that you want to do business with. Those are people you're excited about. Those are people, if I were looking, you know, to buy insurance in Mobile and I saw that, I'm going straight to that guy because I know what he does behind the curtain. I already know who he is. I already know his staff. I already know what he's doing. Or if I'm an agency owner, I'm looking to improve my agency. I'm going to call Bradley and say, hey, all this vlog you did on marketing and Mobile. I'd love to echo that in Georgia. Let's do it.
1: What's wonderful about Bradley is to see the, and this is why I say it's such a, a, a great thing that and why I like being behind the curtain is because I've been able to watch these people evolve and over, you know, years um, that you've seen somebody go from not knowing what the heck they're doing and starting out, but going, you can do it, you know, go. And then watching them kind of become these greater than themselves kind of personalities and, and they're out there doing their thing and it's in their way. How they enjoy it, and it makes them smile every day, and they're selling, they're doing great, their businesses are thriving, and it's because they've they've hit that sweet spot where it's not a job anymore, yeah, it's fun.
0: It is, and you know, going back to that within an agency, if you've got a producer uh, who, let's say, uh, loves to cook, or loves to grill, or loves to smoke meat. Why not let them, you know, explore that on their own, you know, social media channel, encourage that. Yeah. And you might end up having a restaurant that calls your agency because they sell broker yes. Billy's, you know, post on grilling uh, or they might get their own little following in the community. Right. And those people may buy home and auto from your producer. I right. just think it's important to allow those people to do that. And I I love that you said that you're a social media champion and a cheerleader for digital communications. What, uh, and marketing. Um, Digital communications, that's a pretty broad term there for a yeah. lot of different things. What do you because What do you mean by I've that? I've helped
1: clients with everything from, you know, I'll, I'll help with um, marketing automation, setting up marketing automation, coming up with campaigns, coming up with, you know, whether it be inbound or outbound marketing. Yeah, um, I've done um, some, you know, the agency management systems, helping to tie those into various different systems. It was funny because one of my first projects, past IIG was um, to set up, uh, back then, of course, none of the insure techs were around that do this particular thing. So we kind of band-aided a project together, but I I felt really accomplished because we started with really no systems to be able to track what each agency at this brokerage was doing, you know, how much business were they producing? They had spreadsheets and they had huge spreadsheets. And these were, there was a guy that was, wonderful at reading these and producing these, but oh my gosh, it made your head spin looking at them. And I said, well, that's great for you guys to be able to see your total volume and, and kind of overall what people are doing, but can you drill it down to each individual agency? What are they bringing to the table? Who are the people within those agencies that are actually bringing you the most business? And, and flipping that, Who are the ones that are costing you more money because they're sending you the wrong kind of business, and when you're sending them to underwriting, they're getting rejected every time because they're not reading what your sweet spot is because this particular brokerage specialized in particular areas and lines of business. And so um, we kind of came up with how to do it. We pulled information out of the agency management system and we tied that in with the marketing automation system called Marketo, which is one that a lot of other industries use, but not many people in this industry, but it works wonderfully. And yeah. we would we would merge that data overnight, we would have it talk to each other, and then we ended up creating custom Salesforce instance that you could go in at any time and pull reports. And it made it real time so that then the territory managers that were managing those areas for yeah. that brokerage could at any time say, Heath Sharon, insurance town, I want to know, you know, what have you sent us? What kind of business you've sent us, what kind of revenue that was as well as, are you opening my emails? Are you reading what we're sending you? Are you engaged with us on social? There were a lot of different ways that we could kind of cut and and make that reporting. But it's just like what's happening today with, you know, you've got the insured minds, you've got the Beatomics, you've got Neon, you've got Agentaro. I mean, I could go on and on and on, all the companies that are kind of in that space now. And it's oh, yeah. a wonderful, wonderful thing because it's kind of a long way from 2014 when I was doing that project.
0: No, you're 100% correct. Um, I, I also, again, as I was snooping uh, on your LinkedIn, so uh, I saw some other things in there that I thought was fascinating. And I want to read something that you'd said to my audience. And I want you to tell me, because I think this is a superpower you might have. Um, you, could, you say that you could get, you have this, I say superpower, to get totally immersed in any organization quickly, to assess strengths and weaknesses, making suggestions where improvements should be made. So do you have, is this a superpower of yours? Is this something you've learned over time where you can quickly jump into a company and be able to tell their strengths and weaknesses? Um, or is it just specific questions you ask? Or is it just What's body it language listening? You
1: read? I, I hey, hate, I hate, It's not a superpower. The easiest thing to do, and I'll give you a prime example. When I went to work in one of the organizations that I worked with, um, I sat in sales meetings and I heard the sales team talking about what their goals were and what they needed and what their, you know, number one incentives were. And then I hear the managers, and they're talking about, you know, the overall revenue numbers and all of that. And then you've got the people behind the scenes that were processing all of the business that was coming through. You've got, you know, the underwriters from the carriers that are sending over um, information. You've got four different databases that lived that were not talking to one another. So I'm listening and I'm hearing all this stuff. And then when you go to create marketing systems, the easiest way to know if an agency gets it and the whole data trend and everything that's happening in the industry right now is if you if you say, okay, so how do you determine who you're gonna send your emails to and your marketing campaigns to and how you're gonna go about doing that? What is the determining factor? And a lot of them, it's literally batch and blast. That's, that's business. They're so used to doing it the old school way where they just have a list and whether it's good or bad, they're just pushing emails out. And that's, that's all they do for marketing. Whereas what we were trying to establish with this organization is that the information is already there. It's in your agency management systems. It's in your data. And if you can just figure out kind of through whether it be predictive analysis or whether it be Um, You know, dynamic marketing where you're sending messaging based on what someone else does. If they go to your website and they click on a particular area, then automatically a message is going to go about that particular thing. And there's just ways of setting all of that up so that your messaging changes based on who is reading it and how, you know, even your logo could change. We had that happen because there was California business was very different than the rest of the country. So there's just really cool things you can do if you just listen.
0: Okay, so it's an active listening thing. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was a long way of saying that, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's great. You know, you brought up something I think is cool that if you're listening right now, what she's talking about, there's a company I think called Hotjar, I think, where you put it on your website and like wherever your eyes or your mouse kind of goes to on your website, it sends you that data to say, you know, this many people today, you look at your logo, this many people today yeah. looked at this link. And it's just a way for you to, you know, there's yeah, so many systems
1: out there. Yeah. If if people There's... just studied and that's, I have to say that's been my greatest gift is that, you know, I'm not the youngest out there, but I love to read and I love to study up on what's happening in technology. And I'm and I I'm interested in it and I play huh. with it all the time. And so you just kind of learn as you go. and And if you don't know what you're doing, you can take time to learn. It's just, you gotta be willing to kind of, Mess
0: up sometimes, right? And I think that's the biggest part of it is is not to be afraid of messing up, and <laughs> you're never
1: going to get it perfect,
0: right? You mentioned, uh, you know, we talked about Sid Rowe earlier. Uh, you know, I she taught me just let it go. Don't worry about it being perfect. Don't worry about it being this, or if the video's grainy, or if the yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, as long as the content is there, or as long as you're putting yourself out there. You know, and I started a couple of months ago uh, putting out my blooper reels because there's so many times. Uh, <laughs> I love
1: those, by the way. They uh, were and,
0: hilarious. Um, and, you know, there's so many times out there that people respond after I put those out there and be like, oh my God, I'm so glad. Because I don't know, it took me 45 minutes to put out this one video because I kept messing up. And I'm like, forget it, you know, let it go. Uh, and that's one of the things I want people to see is that, you know, people think, you know, you're insurance town mayor. You don't, you you have to do it all perfect. You're good at it. No, I suck at it.
1: But it's okay. And, you and know, that's exactly. the funny thing that people, it resonates with people when you're your true authentic self.
0: Yeah. And I've finally, you know, over the last two years, you know, we've kind of been sheltered and uh, doing our thing with quarantine and whatnot and COVID, but I've been able to get out to some conferences lately and get out to meet some people and got to host some stuff with agency nation. And I've had some follow-up and some feedback, and some of the things that I've gotten lately is still, to this day, I need to get better at content creation. I need to get better at social media. I need to step up my game here. And I don't know if it's changed because over the years people are producing more content or if people still haven't adopted social media or a combo of both. But I do, um, I do think it's fascinating to hear that, and I, I want agents to hear from you, from me, from the two of us, that uh, it's okay, just put it out there. Just be open, be honest, be you, and just do it. And if you, you know, if you don't want to be open and honest, create a persona and let that person be your open and honest.
1: Or like me, you know, I I always say I don't want to be on camera, so I don't know how I let you talk me into being on camera. But I, I try to get people to get excited about if you're not comfortable doing it, then find that person in your agency. There's somebody. You've got the, the one that talks all the time, the one that you know always has great ideas, the one that's bubbly. And you know, there's there's people in every agency that could do that role. And I used to say the same thing about you know, when, when people needed marketing help, well, I, you know, they'd sit in one of my classes and they'd say, oh, I love this, but we don't have any way to do this at our agency. And I'd say, why? Who do you got in your agency? What do they do? You don't think that they're using social media? They could learn this in, in a day. Just let them try. Yep. And so I'm lucky that in today's world, we're not really at that point where I'm having to drag people along anymore. But I do feel that there is still some reservation out there. And there's still a lot of people that don't know, you know, they look at ROI in a very granular way. Yeah. And they say, what kind of business has it brought me? And granted, it will eventually bring business, but sometimes it's a long game. Sometimes it's a, you know, get your brand out there, be out there consistently, not yeah. just once a month, not just when you feel like it or when you look pretty. Let's put something out every day, every other day, and get the you know algorithms working for you. Get out there and kind of have that consistent presence because you just never know when the people that you want to meet are online and in tune.
0: Yeah, and I think that the more you ask for the business or you know, are salesy or pitchy, the less you're going to get business, in my opinion, or the yes. less you're going to get muted or turned off or yes. ignored or whatever the terminology is for whatever platform it is. And so I have found, again, going back to your true and authentic, so just be, be yourself, have fun, post something that's relevant, educate through your page, whatever that might be, but don't just spend time saying, you know, uh, happy Independence Day or happy what, <laughs> uh, Veterans Day, buy insurance yeah. or- from...
1: The worst is, you know, this is who we are. This is our company. This is what we can sell you. This yep. is all the, you know, I'm just trying to sell you. That's all it is. Cause nobody wants you to be, be sold through to that.
0: They don't yeah, want if it. You're, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, we got holidays coming up. Don't be the person. Happy Thanksgiving. Buy insurance from Stacey King. Don't <laughs> be that person. I hate that person. Uh, you're going to get muted. Or you're going to get turned off or whatever it might be. So, yeah. um, I hate that person. So, uh, and I don't, I shouldn't say hate. I tell my kids, don't say hate. And here I am. Uh, <laughs> You're in but, trouble. Yeah, right. So um, I, I think that's fascinating. Um, you know, and I and I love that people uh, are still asking that question, even though it's fascinating to me that it's people still with intrepidation or with fear of getting out there on social media. Yeah. And, you know, um, what's funny to me is some of the people like yourself and my wife, for example, who say they hate the camera, The camera loves you guys, and you do such a good job at it. And those people that say that, if they would just get out there and do it. And now look at you. You've got your own podcast now, too, called The Wobbly Life.
1: This Wobbly Life.
0: This Wobbly Life. Tell me about that a little bit. You say you don't want to be on the camera, but yet you've got your own show, and it's
1: good. It's a a podcast. They're only hearing my voice, right?
0: But it's so good, though. Tell us about that.
1: So this is exactly what I talk about. Put your ugly side out. (laughs) because not everything about, and, it, and it, everybody's life, you, it doesn't matter who you are. You've got something. I guarantee it. Um, nobody's life is perfect. And I decided a long time ago that I was going to stop just putting the, what I call the pretty side out. I wasn't going to just be the highlight reel. Yes. And I wasn't going to be the filter and the, you know, all the different things. I was just going to be me. And so I, I embraced that and there's a part of me that not a lot of people knew about. I mean, my friends in Georgia kind of knew me and they understood my challenges, but I have a disease and it's called Charcot-Marie-Tooth disease, CMT for short. And uh, basically in a nutshell, it is a peripheral neuropathy. So it is neurological and it basically is the nerves in my hands, arms, feet, legs, and other places, various places are dying. And because of that, it makes my muscles not work correctly. So at my age now, it's progressive. So it's gotten worse as I got older. I can no longer move my toes and I can't feel my feet and my hands have some Issues. I don't know if you can see it, but those that are on the podcast cannot see it. But um, you know, you just have some challenges. So gripping, pinching, basic little silly things. It affects my vocal cords, which is why you hear the raspy in my voice.
0: I it, thought you um, just smoked a pack before you got on here, but I'm no, kidding.
1: never smoked. But yeah, I have this lovely deeper voice coming, and um, and then you know, it just it impacts weird things like my hearing and my vision and all kinds of stuff. But again, everybody has their thing. I inherited this disease from my father. And after lots and lots of research my entire life, I found out that I had it when I was six years old. And how I found out was that I had a kidney infection at the time. My father had noticed that there were some issues with me before that. Like I couldn't stand up from a seated position without pulling on something, like holding on to something. So he knew I had weak Leg muscles. And he had taken me to several doctors and nobody knew what it was until they gave me a drug called Macrodantin. It's an antibiotic and they gave it to me in an IV dose and it literally shut down my body. And so I woke up paralyzed from the neck down and I was in the hospital for several weeks and months until they finally took a piece of my muscle. They had done, you know, spinal taps, they had zapped me from. Like every inch they stick needles. It's I still remember it to this day and I was sick. So that's it's kind of traumatizing. They zap you wow. to see how your muscles react and whether or not your nerves are working. But they took this muscle out of my leg and they put it under the microscope and that's how they found it. And wow. then they traced it back. And since then it's come a long, long way because now you would never have to take a piece of muscle out of somebody's leg to find it. You could just test a blood test. But there are now 35, 36 types of CMT that have been discovered. Um, and, you know, and most recently you might've heard Alan Jackson has a neurological yeah. disease.
0: Only that's from you. Disease. You told me that in one of our yeah. conversations. So that's wild. Um, and so that that is such a story to see and to hear up to this point, people are listening how successful Stacey King is. And since she was six years old or before, She's had CMT. Yeah,
1: I mean, you just do what you got to do. I danced in high school. I wasn't That's great strong. at it, but I danced, and I, you know, was on drill team, and I tried to become captain because then you can make up the routines, right? And yeah. so I would make it so that I could get up. Yeah, because I had, you know, I I needed an extra minute or so or second or so to get up, and so, um, you know, you, I just learned to cope with it. Now I'll tell you, it's it kind of plays a head game on you when you have to start wearing leg braces and you have right. to um start using a cane it's not a lovely thing to have to have but again i go back to i try to champion the good things and try to focus on the good things in my life and i'm very fortunate that i have a good mind and i make a living on a computer and i'm not having to you know Stand on ladders or do any of those things or lift anything. You know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. There's not a lot of people like me that are out there. Um, you know, some really struggle with it. So that's kind of become my passion project. And my podcast is all about that. Not that it's all about CMT, it's about people that have challenges in their lives and they've been able to overcome those and to really thrive. And it's been fun. And so it, I don't have a lot of time to work on that passion project. Cause you know, I'm a busy person and I, I work a lot of hours, but I've been trying to put out, you know, one or two a month and my, and I, you know, I don't have any goals for the podcast per se. I don't want to make any money off of it. I just want people to kind of take a step back and to realize the, the good things in their lives and to be happy that they don't have some of the challenges that they'll hear.
0: Wow. Like, you're gonna bring me to tears. Like you have such a cool story, and to be able to hear how strong you are and what you've been through, and it didn't hold. You could have just decided, that, you know, a long time ago, I'm just gonna lay around and feel sorry for myself. And there's I people listening. To, <laughs> and there's people though that are listening to this podcast right now that have gone through something tough, uh, or been through something similar, or had something happen to them and they're probably in that boat and they're saying, I I can't do this or I can't do that. Or, you know, I'm just going to sit on the couch and eat Doritos and, you know, be half of what I could be. Um, and I want you to hear Stacy's story and say, you know what? I'm better than that. I'm more than that. Stacy's inspired me to do more. And I hope that they get that from this.
1: Thank you. It's very nice for you to say, I've, I've really enjoyed, you know, I, I just love meeting people and, I, and I'm very fortunate that I have a lot of connections. I, um, I laughed at one time, I lost count. I think it's over like 7,000 connections on just LinkedIn right now. Yeah. And, and it's because I've been on for so long. And, yeah. um, but, you know, and again, I don't look at stats and all that kind of stuff for this project, but I, I had, I'm fortunate to be able to kind of sh- share some spotlight Um, and put it on the CMT Research Foundation. That was one of my first guests, was the CEO of the Shark and Marie Tooth Research Foundation. She works tirelessly to find a cure for people like me. And that was a wonderful thing. I got to kind of talk to her. And then I have um, a wonderful kid named Reed Power, who's a family friend and he had an accident um, in a vehicle and got paralyzed from the neck down when he was you know, 18 years old and he's only in his, you know, early twenties now. And he's a life, he's living a life of a, of a quadriplegic, but his story and his attitude are infectious. He's just yeah. such a sweet kid and it doesn't matter what he's dealing with. And he deals with some stuff. He, yeah. he, he just is, he's so sweet and he knows that there's a reason why what he says is that there's a reason why God sat him down. He needed to have a talk with them. Literally, yeah. Said that's why God sat me down, and that right. if that doesn't give you chills, I don't know. And
0: yeah, then you I- look
1: at David Carruthers, who's had this wonderful, you know, um, wonderful career, and he's got a challenged child who he's raising, and another child that he's trying to balance so that she feels special even though they have to put a lot of time and energy into the other child. That's a hard thing to be a parent of a, of a challenged child. But then on top of that, he has a stroke on right. camera while he's doing a meeting.
0: Yeah. And just he, recently. Yeah.
1: We, yeah. We uncovered all of that kind of stuff and then look all what he does. I mean, he's, uh, he's a cool guy. And then I've got great. others coming up. Uh, a friend of mine that has won um, just been on billboard top, t- top 10, I think top 20 and uh, he's my age. He's worked his whole life to get to this point and he finally just hit it. And I just think that's inspiring, right? And who doesn't want to be inspired?
0: Exactly. I mean, you're inspiring thousands of people listening to this show right now. So I appreciate you coming on and sharing that and and being that open and honest. Because I wanted to ask you about it because you and I have spoken many, many, many times. I knew this about you, but... I didn't know how open you'd want to be on the air about it. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no,
1: know. it's fine. You know, it, I used to be uncomfortable because, and it was funny how I got the name that I inevitably went with and then I've kind of embraced as Wobbly Girl, a guy yeah, that he was in my young agents committee and he was the president at the time or the chairman of the young agents committee. And he was helping me to cross the street. And he knew that I had issues like everybody did because yeah. I wore leg braces. And they said, he said, come on, Wobbly Girl. And I just cracked up laughing and I would have all these young agents like put me on their back and, you know, carry me up hills because I couldn't do the things Uh, that they could do. I mean, so, um, it just kind of stuck. And so I just went with it. I incorporated the name. I, I own it.
0: Wow. That's yeah. You got to own it.
1: I owned it and I, and I use it. And then this wobbly life is just all about, again, my life is a wobbly girl.
0: That's Awesome. That is awesome. I uh, I couldn't thank you enough for, for sharing that. now I know where the wobbly girl came from. So yep. I, I always wondered that. But uh, yeah, your uh, you know, your episodes are good. I've listened to two of them. I know I've listened to Carruthers. I think I listened to episode one. I love it. Uh, I hope people will find it and listen thank to you. it. And it can inspire them. And you yeah, know, to, to come.
1: it's just something fun for me. And, sure. and that, you know, and that's the fun thing about doing what we do because Wait, you can do projects for your work and then you can have other lives. Um, that's know what people-
0: I to, I'm glad you said that. Cause that's what I want you to talk about for a second. Talk about, cause you said to yourself, before we hit record, it's a passion project of yours. And yeah. so there's lots of people out there right now listening that have, you know, their work life, they have their home life, but they don't, you know, don't pursue their passion, whatever that might be. What has that done for you in the last few minutes that we have before we wrap up? Having a passion project, having something outside of insurance or family to yeah. do, what does that meant to you?
1: It gives me perspective because you know what? You can always, I could look at my circumstances and my situation and say, oh, woe is me. And, you know, just sit in a corner and say, I give up, but I see people out there that have such resolve and that are really working hard towards things and that yeah. are putting their all into whatever it is that they're doing. And it gives me hope. And so I feel like if I can give that back to somebody that I wanted to be that person, but whether it's you know going out and if you love crafting, I mean, I do, I do love crafting. I'm one of those weird people. I make wreaths. So I have like wobbly girl wreaths. I do all kinds of stuff just to keep busy and to keep my mind active and to help me to be outside of myself for a little while.
0: You have a craft room.
1: I do. I have. My son calls it my Hobby Lobby because it has enough in there to be Hobby Lobby. If anyone has followed my uh, Wobbly Girl wreaths, you'll see I-, I have a little bit of a problem.
0: <laughs> hey, that, that, that another passion project though—it's something that keeps you active. It's just
1: fun. You- I love decorating, so I have another um, whole like TikTok and Instagram about my house and all of my DIY projects. I've literally taken this thirty-year-old ranch. That sits on nine acres in, you know, Covington Monroe area. And I have renovated it from bottom up, just painted the whole thing and we've redone furniture. That's those are passions of mine. And so it's fun to explore those.
0: Having that passion project, having those things outside of the industry probably allows you to stay, you know, uh, have the strength to continue every day doing that and give you the energy to continue because you're not drained focusing all your time and attention on insurance.
1: Well, and it gives me ideas. If you look at what other people are doing in other industries, cuz sometimes people get so, you know, focused on this is what I need to be doing and and this is what all the other insurance people are doing and but that's the thing that I loved about like going to marketo conferences and going to some of the big huge marketing and digital marketing conferences because you saw these people that are in all these different industries and they do things just so differently and I, I would come back with all these ideas. So if anything, I encourage people, start going to conferences that are outside of your bubble. Start learning things and going to like, there's digital marketing conferences and they're all across the country. There's one in Atlanta, I know every year. And you can go and just listen to the speakers, listen to the people who have podcasts, listen to the people who do video you know, and use YouTube, listen to the TikTokers. You can do so many creative things. And if you encourage your people to constantly be learning and constantly be trying new things, you just never know.
0: You're exactly and right. If
1: nothing else, they're going to have a good time and they're going to feel like they've got fulfill- fulfillment and somewhere other than just, you know, they're nine to five.
0: Love it. I love it. Uh, is there anything as we are starting to wrap up, which I hate, I could talk to you for another hour about just this. I hate that we waited to the tail end to talk about passion <laughs> projects and whatnot. I may just have to delete the whole first half, but we'll just start here. Yeah. And take but, out all
1: my in, like my words that I couldn't find and
0: <laughs> baseball. That, that just don't come out
1: right. Like whatever. You
0: know, it is No, it is. no I love it. Um, I, I think the world of you and I appreciate you so much. And I love the friendship that we've gotten and I yeah, love you that know. you were, you know, able to uh, allowed me to be a part of Agency Nation Conference and, and be a part of, you know, what that was and get to meet Danielle Guzman. Uh, that was super yeah. isn't cool she amazing?
1: She's she really amazing. Is. She's one of my mentors you? for sure. If anybody's not following her, you should be Danielle Guzman with Mercer.
0: Dude, um, she was awesome, and she and I've connected, and we've made I've known her, her for her a long post, time. she's, but she's but,
1: just she's sorry. awesome. So, she's so I I say really quickly, you know. Um, I, I want to thank you for being a part of Agency Nation, and it's been two around two years that I've managed Agency Nation with l- meeting people like you that I just happen to come across on LinkedIn. I think, oh, he's doing something cool. I'm going to reach out to him, and and people like you being receptive to that. I mean, that's what I love about this industry is you can just yep. send a message to somebody and say, hey, I really like how you did that. Will you show me how? And they'll do it.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. If
1: you're not doing that, you should be. You should be helping other people and pulling them up by their bootstraps and teaching them what you know, because you know somebody's got to keep going doing this.
0: Yep, uh, I've enjoyed hosting the podcasts and being a part of things, and you know, you introducing me to so many cool people, Jate All of that. Is there anything that you would leave us with? You know, here's something else that's on my brain.
1: You or, know, we didn't I- cover. We've covered so much. Um, I just say that, you know, um, it was hard for me to step out on my own, really hard. And it was scary, And but it's been really a blessing. It's been a blessing because like I said, I get to kind of go into different organizations and learn what everybody's doing. So um, no matter where you are in your career, whether it's, you know, you're with a company and you're just brand new to the industry and you need to learn things, don't be afraid. Um, to try new things, and if you need help, I'm always available. If you need to ask me a question, you can always reach me on LinkedIn, of course, Stacy King, or you can reach out to me sk at stacy and King um, and but also at Agency Nation, Stacy at Agency Nation. While I'm working with Agency Nation, I really have enjoyed what I've been able to do and be able to talk to so many people and learn from so many people. So I just thank everybody in the industry for being receptive and, um, for the people that went before me for teaching us all what we needed to be doing.
0: Yes, definitely. And if you, I'm going to speak for you, but if you know of anyone that has a powerful story, send that to Stacy. Yes. Or the wobbly girl or the wobbly, this wobbly life. Um, if you know anybody that would be, you know, a great content creator, you know, send those people over there to her as well. Correct.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm and always up for
1: talking to people.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so much fun for me to talk to someone who's not pitchy, who's not trying to sell us anything, who just, just a cool yeah. person who just wants Thank to tell their story and, and love yeah. on people and help people to be better at what they're doing. And I appreciate you so much for it and I love you for it. And
1: Thank you. you I really enjoyed today.
0: So that was fun. Um, (laughs) Thanks a lot. Um, Thank you, Heath. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day today.
1: Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. I uh, really hope that the content Stacy and I brought you made you a better insurance professional. But more importantly, I hope it inspired you. Uh, Stacy King has such an inspirational story and just a cool message to bring to our industry and to our space. Uh, we did talk some insurance. We got into some marketing and some branding and things like that. But more than anything, I wanted her to inspire you because she's totally rad. Uh, her story is so cool. And if you ever meet her, uh, give her a big old hug and tell her that you were inspired by this episode and by the wobbly life uh, and her wobbly story and the whole nine. Uh just just think the world of her. So um, I, I could not, uh, you know, could not go without releasing this episode. So uh, super fun. Anyhow, um, guys, shoot me an email. Uh, talk to me some more about what you're loving lately. I've been loving the the mailbag um, and reaching in there and finding all kinds of uh, emails and voicemails and letters and text messages from you, my citizens, telling me uh, the things you love, the things you hate, the feedback that you get. I love that. So I continue to do that. Thanks again for listening, and I uh, look forward to seeing you again next week.